I'm no hero. I'm a plumber. Welcome back to the Hold Up What podcast. I'm, of course, your host, bringing it on a military Monday that we're going to get into in a little bit. But hopefully everyone had a fantastic weekend and Monday didn't suck too bad. I was off today. We can get into this a little bit. But the heat that I was bitching about on Friday decided to dissipate as a cold front moved over the area and brought in temperatures around 75 degrees. I think right now it's like 76. This morning it was like 58, 60. It was fucking awesome. Not that I'm a fan of the fall or the winter and I don't want summer to end. However, the 98, 99 is is miserable, especially when there's 100% humidity. So Saturday, woke up. I was like, oh, this is pretty nice. It was a little warm in the morning, but then it started getting cloudy, cooled off, and then it rained because the cold front moved over. Then yesterday morning, I woke up and I was like, oh, this is great. Went out for a long ass walk with Brady. I didn't have to come in covered in sweat or anything crazy. And uh, just been enjoying it. The window's down, or the window's open in the house, listening to nature and shit like that. And then uh, I was off today because we participated in an exercise that I didn't know we participated in. I think only, I mean, either way, we got to do our job. We just got to make sure the fucking network is working. So like they can do whatever they, the base can do whatever it wants. As long as the network is working, there's nothing different we have to do. It's not like, oh, we have to turn up the bandwidth because they're doing an exercise. So we did our part apparently, and we got a free day off today. And we have another day off in like middle of August or something. And I think if I was a betting man and had some truth serum, I would say it's because from July 4th weekend until Labor Day, there's no holidays. So I think dealing with the heat, every, all of it, I think just dealing with summer, the dog days, as they say, the dog days of summer, I think it, the base commander was like, I can authorize some family days. So I'm going to give these guys two days off, which at that point you have off this weekend. I think it's August 11th, one of those days. And then after that, you have another two weeks before a four-day Labor Day weekend. So I think it's just to break up the stretch of not having a day off in the summer. Because from February until July, there's like a four-day weekend every weekend, or at least a day off here and there, a three-day weekend or some shit. But anyway, I digress. So this morning, woke up, started going for a run, and it turned into one of those 10-mile runs out of the blue. Didn't really, I honestly didn't plan on it. I was like, all right, I'm going to go for a run now. I'll get like four miles in. That's like 40 minutes. Come back, shower, take the hound out. And then I started running. I went down the, the path of... I went down the path that I took last time when I ran 10 miles. And I'm like, all right, I'll just do like half of this. Started going. And again, you just you feel good. You're going. Good pace. It's not hot. You know, shirt's off. You're sweating. Went down a couple different routes. I'm like, all right, I'm at six miles. I still have to run back to my neighborhood. By the time I got there, it was like eight miles. I'm like, oh, I can easily do 10. I mean, not that it was easy. At the end of it, I was miserable. But I came in, took my shoes off outside, which they're still sitting outside by the front door, grabbed the hose and just showered myself down just to get the sweat, the body heat, took a couple gulps of water, dragged my ass into the shower. But no, the 10 miles was good. I think it was my fastest time, fastest 10 mile time, which I only have like three or four recorded. But again, didn't plan on it. Just kind of went went for it and just kept going. So it worked out. Would obviously not prefer to do it again for a while, but... Hey, you got to stay in shape, right? So anyway, like I said, I was, I've was i been off today. 
the entire day. And it is a military Monday, as you know, so we're going to get into it. Uh, we're going to go over, I feel like the last time, the last few times we've done a military Monday, it always comes off like it's either neutral or bad news. And I think the bad news outweighs the neutral, but it's never good news, really. It's always been, this is the dumbest way to do it. Or when I was on with Tyler, we were there was a lot of complaining going on. Um, so today, I think I'm going to keep it a little more positive and get into the the good the good aspects of it because there are really good things about it not just like the benefits of school and all that stuff i'm talking about like the camaraderie the uh the shit that you just do during the day to kind of keep your mind busy while you're at work because there's times when you just have nothing to do but sitting there doing nothing can draw a lot of attention to you even though you're not really doing anything so you have to kind of try to either stay busy by like taking classes or start a conversation that you don't really really know where it's going to end you get kind of the whole office involved so we're going to get into it and try to keep a positive spin on talking about the military So that was the Air Force song. That was the beginning part of the Air Force song. The Air Force song's like three minutes long or some shit. And there are words to it, but uh, it's very cheesy. It's not cheesy at all. It's actually like, that's like a military. If someone said like, play a military song, and they started playing that. You're like, oh, it sounds like a military song. And then it sounds like an Air Force-y kind of song. But anyway, Military Monday, like I said, we're going to get into like the camaraderie, the brotherhood, personhood, because I don't think we can say brotherhood anymore. Fun story about that. I said it in the, uh, before we get into this. The on Friday, I said, because I was trying to be inclusive and not offend anybody and all this stuff. So I was trying to describe an angel to somebody. And I wasn't, it was like, I think it was, it was like kind of, I kind of looking back on it, it was like charades that I would, instead of just saying angels, I like caught myself because I didn't know if people believe in angels. You know, it's just one of these things you got to have to pay attention to these days in this climate. In this day and age, you don't want to misgender angels or some shit. I don't know if angels are canceled. (laughs) So like, I was like, uh, yeah, God's little helpers. And like the one kid looked over at me. He's like, you mean fucking angels? And I was like, yeah. I was like, that's kind of what I meant. I didn't know if anyone was going to get offended by that. He goes, who would get offended by angels? I'm like, dude, I don't know, man. Something just triggered when I was about to say the word angel. And it just, I paused and I said, God's little helpers. And it just, I just like said it. I was like, well, you know what I meant? And then I continued on. But that had to do with the whole thing about eugenics and a whole conversation we had. But back to my original point before I went off on that little side note, little side tangent. What are some of the good parts about being in the Air Force? First off, I fucking love being in the Air Force. I don't. If I could experience each of the branches, that'd be cool. Like pull a Goggins and just go to each branch for like a week. That would be cool just to because I can't speak for the other branches, but I can only go off stereotypes and how we make fun of each other because all the branches make fun of each other, obviously, you know. We're like one big family. Like you have the Marines, they eat crayons. They're kind of dumb. You have the Navy, who's all homosexual. Because if you think about it, they're on a submarine with fucking 98% dudes. Got to do something, right? And then you have the Army, which is like the, they do things the most inefficient way ever. And it takes years to get things done in the, in the Army. So they're kind of on the dimmer side of bright. 
and then Space Force, who gives a shit, and the Coast Guard's not even part of the DOD, so who cares? However, if a stranger said that that's not in the military, it would be offensive. <laughs> Which brings me to my first point. When you meet somebody for the first time, this is me meeting somebody for the first time, right? You know, you're like at a bar or wherever you're out and about. And you can kind of tell right away. It got it got kind of told to us, like, you're going to stick out wherever you go now. And I'm like, I stick out anyway. I'm fucking tall. And they're like, no, like, just the way you talk to people and the way you interact, like, you're going to stick out now that you're in the military. And I'm like, it just sounds like something they say, you know, like, who's, what the hell is that? But it is true because I can legit, and Tyler said the same thing too, when he was on last week's Military Monday, if you want to go back and listen to it, it's kind of long, but there was a point where he said he was at a bar with his wife and they're out and about like bar hopping. And there was a person like kind of standing off to the side and he goes, that person's in the military. And she's like, how the hell do you know that? And he goes, I swear to God, he's in the military. So like he went over and started talking to him. And sure enough, he was... He was in the Air Force like six or seven years ago or something. And she's like, how the hell did you know that? He goes, I, she's like, he's like, I can tell. Like, you can just tell. And there's like certain giveaways. Like if they're active duty, they have a certain haircut. It's usually kind of, it's like a fade, high and tight if they're an asshole. But it's usually like kept. I'm bald. So it doesn't matter. Um, they're also clean shaven or they don't have a full beard going yet. I can grow a beard like in a weekend. You can see it if you're on YouTube or on TikTok where you're following me. You can kind of see this is four days. I shaved Friday morning and now it's Monday afternoon. But it's not like a fully kept beard. It's just I just haven't shaved. And then it's the way they talk to people. And my mom has noticed this. Pretty much anyone from home has noticed this when it's either a situation or it's just an interaction with a stranger. Military people are very polite off the start. And I still use the sir and ma'am thing. It's still ingrained in me because it does get you a lot further, a lot further, farther, further in the conversation if you're polite off the bat. So if I meet someone for the first time, hey, man, how's it going? Like stand up, handshake and everything. And that's not like overly polite or anything. But if it's someone like I'm buying gas from, like getting my gas pumped or just anyone kind of doing me a service, I'll throw a sir or a ma'am on there, especially if it's a female, ma'am, excuse me. And like they give you that look like you called me ma'am. We're in New York. Who the fuck says ma'am? And it. They don't really say that, but you can tell like, it kind of throws them for a loop. But if you hear another military person, that's another way to spot a military person is they use they do shit like that. They say like sir or ma'am without thinking about it. It's not like they're being like dramatic about it. Like they're going to call the lady ma'am because they're at a fucking southern themed bar or something. You know, they just say it and you're like, that person's in the military. I can tell. And then after you meet this person, guy, girl, whatever, you have like this automatic, at least for me. It's kind of like an automatic benefit of the doubt, basically. Like I give them like 51% trust just off that alone, especially if they're still serving, if they're home on leave or if they're like a guardsman, I guess. But if they're like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm home on leave or something like that, or if they're like freshly out, I'm like, this person gets it. And we'll sit there and talk for like 15, 20 minutes, maybe buy each other a drink, especially if they're like, oh, I just got back from a deployment or some shit like that. But it's kind of like a, it's like an understanding with each other. Like you don't have there's not you can't explain it. Like it's kind of like you guys known each other for so long and you're just meeting for the you're meeting again in, in like a long time. But in reality, you just met and you're kind of just having a conversation and like you're joking around and because all the humor is the same. It's very dark it's, and you wouldn't understand it unless you're in it. And that's one of the like calling cards of 
in the military. It's like, it doesn't matter what branch you're in, you're getting fucked one way or another at some point in your career. Like you might have the best job in the world. Like, I have a very cushy job, but it's still going to get fucked. Like, you know what I mean? And like, if you're in a different branch, that's in my eyes, harder than the Air Force, you're probably getting fucked a lot harder than I am. So you kind of have that like sick, twisted sense of humor and you kind of just understand each other on like a personal level where you're like, I understand it, like this sucks. Like, you know, it's just like a use this sucks, but happy to meet you and I'll see you later. And then what comes with that too, this is like what I was saying with the trust thing is like in the off chance that something goes down, like whether it be like a big fight or God forbid, like a mass shooting or some shit, because you always have to be on alert. I think that has to do with being in the military too. But like, just say something, a car accident, something that happens relative to the area we're in. I I already know right away I can rely on that person to do something right. (laughs) It might not be like, oh, he's going to run into a burning building or, you know, jump in front of a bullet or something, but I know he's going to know what to do in a situation if it ever pops off. If someone slips and smashes their head, they're not just going to stand there and do nothing. And that's, for me, that's kind of what I've noticed over my about to be seven years in the military, six years and 11 months today, actually, um, is that I'm more aware of the surrounding situation. And I would kind of keep it, you kind of keep an eye on like almost everything around you. Not that you're worried, like there's a threat or some shit, but you have like awareness of the room. You can read the room a lot easier, like checking the exit. For some reason, I don't know when this, my dad used to tell me this shit too, because he was a cop and I was young, especially when he passed away, but like always knowing where the exit is. And it just comes to me like, as soon as I walk in anywhere, I'm already, I see the exits. All right, there's an exit there, there's an exit there. And like, it's just like a, it's automatic. And that's not like a paranoia thing. It's not like I'm sitting there like everything, I can't go to stop and shop because it's too many people. Like I, I go to the city when I'm home. I don't care about large crowds of people, but you got to just kind of keep an eye on things. But like I was saying, you meet this other person and you know that's going on in their brain. They might not admit it and they might not be like as aware that's what they're doing, but they've, they're going through the same checklist in their brain. Where's the exit? Where are my friends? Is there are there people in here that look sketchy or is like something gonna be happening? And people that have been out with me are like, yo, there's no way he's. Th- I can hear it already. There's no way you're thinking about that. Like you're out having a good time. You're on the dance floor or like you know what I mean. Like you're doing a million other things. And it's like yeah, but at the same time, it's just like a process in the. Ba- it's like a background app on your phone or on your PC. It's just something that's running in the background. You know, it's not a lot. It's not taking a lot of processing power, but it's there. So I think that ties back into the first point I was making about camaraderie. And I'm going to keep going further into this, but I think that does. I think I kind of just went off the rails there for a second, but we're going to circle it on, circle it on back to the days when you're in the office and you've scrolled TikTok and Instagram and Twitter about a hundred times, not a lot going on there. You're kind of bored. So you just start firing up a conversation. And these are the conversations that usually get out of hand pretty quick because it usually starts with something like this. It'll be silent. There won't be a fucking, you can hear a mouse crawling across the floor and someone will just ask the person sitting next to him, Hey man, if I gave you a billion dollars, you think you'd stomp out a litter of kittens? And then it's silent. And then the person looks over, goes, um, probably. And then turns back to his computer. And then someone's going to be like, what, man? That's fucking crazy. And then someone else chimes in. And then a whole office is talking about stomping out a litter of kittens for a billion dollars. And then it turns like someone's going to be like, I would never do that. I love cats. And it's like, what about two billion? And then it turns into how much money would it take you to do something that you don't want to do? I've heard a combination of that at least once a day for the last six six years and 11 months. And like some of them are kind of fucked up, but it's like a it, you have a dark sense of humor. 
and it's it's it is what it is so like i've heard would you let go of your mom off a cliff for 10 billion dollars and it's like i don't know i like i don't think so but then you're like well she is getting older and i think she would run ahead she would love for me to have the 10 billion i think she'd be mad at me for not letting her go and like you kind of start like thinking about it and everyone's like that's fucked up you would do that or another one's like would you let go of a puppy would you save a puppy or a grandparent and someone's like, I'm saving the grandparent. All right, would you save a puppy or like your second cousin? And it goes down, you go down the family tree until you agree to let, to save the puppy. Basically all it is. And you just continue to go. Like then someone else has an opinion on something. You go from there and then it gets quiet again. 25, 30 minutes go by, gets quiet again. Silence. And another person comes in eating something. Say they walk in from lunch and they're they're eating a hot dog or glizzy. A couple things are going to happen in that situation. If someone actually walks into the office wearing <laughs> eating a hot dog, someone's 100%, 99.9% of the time, someone's going to yell something along the lines of, I bet you like putting that in your mouth, don't you? And then everyone's going to laugh at him and or her. And that's everyone's going to laugh at his expense or her expense. But they got to know not to do that. You got to know. You got to know not to do something stupid like that. I can't even do that with my normal friends. You know what I mean? Like something you shouldn't do is just walking around eating a hot dog. Someone's bound to yell it out. Especially if the office is dead quiet and they're just waiting for something to happen. And you walk in eating a hot dog or a banana. Anything phallic. Any phallic thing. If you walk around and you're enjoying it. Someone's like, I bet you enjoy that. And you're like, damn it. I was just trying to enjoy my fucking banana. And then another question I get, and this is, I kind of, I wish I can record it because it's, but it's so random. I'd have to record the entire day because I'll just be sitting at my desk and I'll just hear, Hey, Sergeant Donahue. I'm like, yep. And I'm thinking it's going to be work related. Would you eat dog shit or drink piss for the entire day? It's like, are those my only two options? Yeah. I'm just saying like, you know, if everything's equal and someone said to you, Hey man, you got to pick today. Would you eat dog shit all day or drink piss for the rest of the day? I'd probably drink piss. That's disgusting. Like, so I was eating shit. It's like, yeah, I don't know though. I'm thinking about it and I think I'd eat shit. And it's like, you got to, you got to think like he's been sitting at his desk in silence for 20 minutes and this is the shit that he's thinking about. You know, I was borderline going to ask this person if they were okay. And then he blurts out, would I rather eat dog shit or drink piss for an entire day? And it's like, what the hell's going on up there? And it's, he's just like, I don't know, man. I was just sitting there thinking about it. And I feel like, you know, drink, eating shit wouldn't be that bad because you only eat two times a day, maybe three, depending on if you're fasting. He's like, so I would just fast and I would have a mountain of dog shit for one meal instead of just drinking piss instead of water the entire day. Cause I drink a lot of water. So that, and it's like, I understand what you're saying, but I don't know if I could stomach dog shit he goes like, yeah but it's one meal and then again the whole office chimes in and round and around we go another 25 minutes goes by 30 minutes god forbid a stranger walks in that's like comfortable with that conversation and then you have to get their opinion so like, hey man i got a question for you and you're like what's up or they're like what's up would you rather eat dog shit all day or drink piss all day and you're like what are you guys talking about in here and you're like so you're saying piss and then whatever he says everyone that agrees loves it everyone that disagrees hates it and it's chaotic but that's the camaraderie of it like you're just kind of sitting there and i'm i've never worked in an office setting outside of the military but i can't imagine that shit's that shit's going on at like google you know what i mean like microsoft i don't think that's conversations really going to be letting it rip but let's say the door does open and it's someone important everyone just kind of shuts back up and it's like oh what were you guys talking about i heard some commotion through the door and you're just like um are the jets going to be better than the giants this year and they're like, ha ha, that's such a good conversation. And then they tell you a whole story about football or something. And you're like, all right, can you just get out of my office now, please? 
but then like a week goes by, two weeks go by, and then like someone that works in your squadron, which is like the overall, the governing body of my office, it's like a stranger or like, yeah, pretty much a stranger. It's an acquaintance. You know who they are, but you don't really fuck with them too much. They're like, hey man, so this person tells me you eat dog shit all day. And you're like, how the hell did you hear that? He's like, he was telling people at soccer last night. It's like, God damn it. Now everyone thinks I'm the shit eating guy or the piss drinking guy. So you're like, how many people does does, did he tell him? It's like the soccer team has 13 people on it. He was talking about it all all during halftime. <coughs> you're like, Jesus Christ. And you could be, there's two ways you can do that at that point. You can go, I can go over to that person and be like, hey man, you shouldn't say shit like that, man. You're ruining my reputation. Or just laugh and be like, well, obviously it's a fucking joke, you know? But there are those people that are like, I have to go talk to that person now and tell them to stop saying things about me like that. Few and far between. But that's one of the beauties of the Air Force. That's one of the beauties of the military. And I think i don't know if it's just i mean i'm pretty sure the marines and army and all those fucking sick people have way harder conversations than that and then like i mentioned on friday the one kid that said he can run a pt test with a, a 60 pound vest on obviously can't do it and then someone's people will just say some outrageous shit out of nowhere they'll just really just say some bold statement like i bet you can't tackle me but you can't use your arms like well how the hell are we going to test that bro you can do it right now and then this is where i have to step in because either i can let it ride and see what happens or I have to be like, well, we're not doing that today, and we're going to stop. They wrestled the other day in the office. <laughs> they were like, I can, I can out-wrestle you, and I can wrestle you. And I was like, move the table and prove it. And they're like, you serious? I'm like, yeah, just don't smash your head on something. Like, you know, and don't obviously fight each other. But they ended up wrestling each other for like, I don't know, five minutes in the office while everyone else was just working. And I was like, well, that was kind of stupid. You know, what'd you guys prove out of that one? And then, you know, back to your desks, keep working. And then one other kid brings up eugenics at a left field. He's like, do you think the military is a big experiment on eugenics? And it's such a bold question because it's like, I don't know. I don't think so. But then you kind of break it down. You and you're like, well, they do kick people out that are handicapped. Like if you get cancer or any kind of disease like diabetes or some shit, they'll pay for your medication, but you can't be in the Air Force anymore. So it's like, kind of. And you're like, well, think about it. Kind of is, right? Like you can't come in with any deformity or any kind of... They don't let anybody in. You have to pass the tests and all these health tests and shit. And then like when you're in, if you develop a disease like sleep apnea or like kidney stones, they kick you out. And it's like, yeah, well, they only want the best. And he's like, so it's eugenics. And it's like, ah... I think you have a weird, I think that's not the definition of eugenics, but it's the same kind of concept, I guess. He's like, no, man, it's eugenics. He's like, think about this on the large scale. He's like, take everyone that has a deformity and put them on an island and then burn that island. And you're like, dude, do you have to go see somebody? Like, you know, (laughs) do you have to go to the fucking therapist? Like, what are you talking about? Like, just offing a billion people? Like, I don't know if that's the right number, but like, people have to, and like, where's the line? You know, like skin blemishes. Pretty sure Hitler had this idea and it didn't work out too good for him. Pretty sure there's been multiple fucking leaders throughout history that have offed a shitload of people because they wanted the world to see their way. And he's like, I'm just saying, you got to think about it. Like, I don't really need to think about it. But since we're on this topic and then everyone gives their opinion and again, round and around we go. But I'm confident and I'm pretty sure this is what you get when you join something like the Air Force or the military. It's like you have nothing better to do and everyone has a sick fucking mind because... Again, like I said in the beginning, we've all been fucked eventually in the, by the military. So it's like we have this warped sense of humor on things. And then afterwards, you leave work. You get like as soon as that door opens to leave, it's like everyone's back to being a stranger. And like the, the group chat will pop off once in a while. Like one kid X in our group chat, does anyone have an extra AC unit? My AC is not working. And then someone commented back, why don't you just kill yourself? And it's like, well, that's not. That's not helpful. Like, but like after that, nobody answered. I mean, I texted the kid on the side and I was like, I can help you out. You know, we'll figure this out. But like, 
and a, a couple other people like messages him on the side, but in the group chat, someone's like, why don't you just kill yourself then? And it's like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, it's fucking 10 o'clock on Friday night. This guy's dying. It's like 93 degrees out. And he's he knows that person that texted that knew that when he texted that, he was going to get a response like that. But he was already in so much... <laughs> discomfort that he thought he had to like you know he was at the breaking point so he's like i know i'm gonna send this and i know someone's gonna tell me to fuck off and sure enough he asks if someone has an extra ac unit and the first response back is why don't you just kill yourself and it's like well that's not really helpful so i messaged him on the side i was like yeah you know we could figure this out and we went from there and then one more little side note before i let you guys go because we're running a little running a little long today on the military monday but uh they have this thing coming up for the airmen, which I'm an NCO now, so like I can't hang out with the airmen. But they have like a down day for them, and it's pretty much just like a party day. They go in at like 10 in civilian clothes, and they can drink, play video games, board games, sports, and that's it. Like There's no supervision for them. It's just airmen hanging out with airmen, which is an awesome idea. I'm not against it. I was like, that's a great idea for them, because they don't hang out as much as I feel like they want to or should, and they're allowed to drink. That was like the one question they all asked. Like, well, I'm not going to go to it if we can't drink. Like, it's just going to be us sober hanging around. Like, I'd rather go to work, which is kind of sad, but anyway. So they were asking me, like, would you go to this if you were an airman? I'm like, fuck yeah, I'd go to it. I'm like, you guys got to do this the right way. First of all, you got to bring alcohol. If everyone shows up with no alcohol, no one's going to be the person to go get it. They don't want that smoke. I was like, but if you bring it off the start, then you don't really have to leave. Because if they see you leave and come back with alcohol, they're going to be like, oh, this is a terrible idea. We need to talk about this. But if you bring it in off the start, they're not going to say shit to you because they're probably going to be in a staff meeting anyway. I was like, so make sure you get cups, balls, a deck of cards, and alcohol. I'm not saying you have to buy a keg, but bring enough alcohol where it gives everybody else, everybody else the green light to get alcohol or a drink. I was like, start playing beer pong. Stuff like that. You don't have to get shit-faced. Like, you don't have to do any of that. I'm like, but if you do hood rat shit, it'll be better than you guys just sitting around. I'm like, because if they open that door, if someone asks, like, oh, how'd that airman day go? Airman's day thing go? And like, oh, it was boring. They're like, oh, well, we're not going to do it anymore. But if they're like, it was fucking lit. You know, we played beer pong. We had a tournament. We played card games, all this stuff. And it's like, all right, well, we're going to let you guys keep doing it and have fun because it comes out of like the booster club fund. So like, if it's not like justifiable, like people aren't having fun, then they're just not going to give them money for it. So I told the kids in my office, the guys in my office, I'm like, go there and blow the roof off that place. Cause it's in the heritage room. It has like a stereo and shit. I'm like, go in there, start blasting music, like have a good time. Like don't go in there and be like, Oh, well, we're going to get in trouble. I'm like, they, they're giving you the green light. At once a Thursday, one Thursday out of every month, go in there and fucking rage the first Thursday. I was like, that'll be more memorable than you guys having a shit time. And then they're like, we're not going to do this anymore. Sorry. I was like, if you go in there and you blow the roof off of it, you guys fucking are having a party in there and then they cancel it. Then they were the bad guys. And you guys are like, oh, well, we'll just go to someone else's house and do it. And you know what I mean? Then you can, then that's, that's the camaraderie we're talking about. Like that's when you guys become friends. I was like, if you guys start playing it soft and slow and conservative, I'm like, not going to be fun. You guys are going to be like, this is a terrible idea. I don't want to hang out with you people. I'm like, but if you're going to play fucking Magic the Gathering, because some kids like, can I bring my Magic cards? And I've never been into Magic the Gathering, so I don't know. I was like, play the fuck out of Magic the Gathering. You know what I mean? Like, go fucking wild in there. Like, cheer, yell, like, act as if there's no one watching, because this is the one point. I don't know who approved it, but they're giving you the green light to fucking go wild. I was like, I wish I could, but I can't. (laughs) 
And they're charging me fucking $20 to pay for some of the shit you guys are going to do. So if I'm giving you money and funding some of this shit, you guys better have a good time. So I was like, go in there and fucking rage. And then after it, even if you get in trouble, even if someone does do something that's out of control, like throws up on the fucking carpet, I was like, that'll be more memorable than you saying, oh, yeah, well, it got canceled because no one had fun. I'm like, that's going to be lame. You got to go for the story because you're not going to get in trouble. You're an airman. The person that's going to get in trouble is the person that approved it. I was like, so it's already on it's already on the higher ups that approve this thing. I was like, you might as well fucking go wild. And again, I don't mean like, let's chug a bottle of Jack Daniels and, you know, piss on the wall or something. I'm like, you can still have fun. Just, you know, turn the music up. Just let it ride. Play beer pong with each other. You could be responsible and have a good time. It'll be more memorable than not. So I gave them some ideas. I'm going to talk to them probably tomorrow and be like, hey, you guys got to really do this thing the right way. Here's a list. I'm going to give them a list. Donnie's party list. Here it is for all you young Thundercats out there. (laughs) Uncle Mike used to turn up back in his day. Still does, according to some. But we're going to keep it moving. We're going to wrap this Military Monday up. We do have another fun segment we're going to start doing now. It's the comments left on Spotify, which I didn't know. They don't get emailed to me. Or they did, but they went in my spam folder. So I didn't get to see them until recently. And I read a couple of them, and they're kind of funny. So like, if you go on Spotify, I think I published a couple of them. They're mostly negative. I, and by mostly, I mean they're all negative. But I'm never, I've never been one to leave a comment on anything. It's, so it takes, it takes effort to leave a comment. So here's one comment. Let's find this one. From episode 43, ranking the greatest NBA bucket getters and baseball players. That was a, that was a good episode. I had like 15 listens on that one. But someone, one person listened. One of those 15 listened and decided to leave a comment. And this is the craziest thing because I would never leave a comment on something. I just wouldn't do it. Like I don't have, I wouldn't leave a review. I just would stop going somewhere. Like I, people that leave comments on like Yelp and it's like, here's this. this and it, if it's like more than a sentence, like that's a lot of effort. Johan on Spotify writes, this list sucks. I hate every word of it. All right, man. Thanks for that. Another comment on the Gilgo Beach serial killer arrested episode, which got me like 23 listens. One of the spikes that we had. Holy shit, man. Five minutes of intro. And then what the hell were you talking about afterwards? You're a podcast, not a big show production. Never listening again. I mean, I appreciate you do listening that time. Though. I don't know. I mean, I do remember that episode because there are times, I don't know if you guys have caught on, whenever I'm like, oh, here's what we're going to talk about. And then I put like a fucking three minute intro video on. Like, that's just to kind of fuck with you guys. Like, I don't know. It just seems funny to me. Like, hey, here's what we're going to talk about. Hold on. And then I just three minutes of introduction. But I'm glad. And this guy, Room Whaley Jr. R.M. Whaley. W-H-A-L-E-Y. Junior Ramwali. I thought that's what it was, and I clicked on his profile, and it's he's not a middle he's not a Middle Eastern person. Room Whaley Junior. I thought it was Ramwali, but then I realized they don't do juniors and shit in the Middle East. So like this is just a white kid. Room Whaley Junior. RM. So appreciate the comment. And if you guys want to leave comments too, I'm going to, I'm going to read them as they come in. There's a couple on Substack that are, I think it's like the generic, like you click it and it sends like a generic, I enjoyed this kind of thing. So we'll see, but we're going to let you guys go. This one's running very long. Had to get a lot of stuff off the chest, air some things out. We didn't even do this day in history, which was Apollo 15, but I digress. We just don't have time to get into it. So on this note, we'll leave you with this. Does this make perfect sense? Perhaps not entirely.
Oh yeah, bonus thing too. I know I already dragged this all on. But since it's Military Monday, I legit had my supervisor come up to me and tell me to slow down at work because I'm A, I'm working too fast, which I don't think I'm doing that much work at all. He said, I get things done too quick and I can take more time to do them. He didn't say that anything was wrong. He just said, and he tied that into his bigger point of saying, you need to stop promoting as fast. And I was like, what do you mean? I was like, Master Sergeant is the next rank and it's not out of the question to get it in the next two years. He's like, you don't want to do that. I was like, why not? He's like, trust me, you don't want to do that. I was like, are you really telling me not to promote? He's like, I'm not telling you not to promote. I'm saying, enjoy the time at this rank for a while. There's no rush. And I was like, well, you're right. There is no rush. However, I'm not just going to sit back and do nothing. Like, I'm not going to be unprepared for the, when the time comes to get promoted. Like, if I don't get promoted and they're like, here's why, I'm going to be like, all right, well, I didn't do X, Y, and Z. I was like, but I have three years to do X, Y, and Z. So I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And if I don't get promoted, I'm going to say, all right, what else, what else do I need to do? And go from there. And he legit was sitting me down and told me for about six straight minutes that I need to slow down, that I promoted too quick already, and I need to get my feet wet at the current rank. I was like, okay, bro, just because you fucking promoted at 19 years and you had to stay in for another three years to get your full promote, full retirement, don't come at me, bro. Like, just, you know what I mean? Like, I, I've never heard that before. So that's the kind of shit you deal with sometimes.